Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller, 10 to noon uh, for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Gonna get get our friend Chris Andrews, who's been setting lines in Las Vegas for five decades now. He's in his fifth decade, started in the seventies. Uh, here we all, all these years later, still putting up numbers, and he put out what ninety? What did you tell me? Ninety? Ninety nine? Ninety nine games of the year in college football. We'll see how some of the professionals have attacked those lines because that's who's in line when they come out. It's the pros. It's not the Joes that want to take a crack at these numbers. They all have their own power rankings and where they differentiate from uh, Chris's. Uh, that's where they react accordingly and do so with their bankroll and, and at the window. So Chris Andrews, our only guest in the first hour of the program from the South Point in Las Vegas, a real Kind of hidden gem, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not hidden necessarily. Well, it's on the south end of the strip. But way down on the it's south It's way end. down there. That's not as far down. You can still go a few more miles and come to the M. Have you ever made it down to the M yet? Never have. It's really cool. It's a nice it? place. Yeah, nice place. That's where the champ used to hang out. Oh, yeah. Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, so we'll talk to Chris Andrews uh, coming up here at, uh, at 10.30. At 11.05, we'll take a look at game number three. Yes, out of sight, out of mind. I get it. Boy, oh, boy, NBA. It's been been a while since we've seen a game. We'll get one tonight. It's, is it seven or eight tonight? It's probably eight tonight. Since eight it's o'clock. Eight o'clock, yeah. Uh, John Cannon will be here. Of course, he uh, covered Golden State for years out in the Bay Area. We'll get his thoughts as uh, we head into game number three. Cappy had to move to tomorrow. David Kaplan, our normal Wednesday guest, had a conflict, so he'll be with us tomorrow at 11.30. So instead of talking Big 12 with Matt Poston from Harton College Sports, tomorrow we'll do so today. Uh, and is basically, as much as anything, when you're seeing these point spreads starting to come out for college football, um, <laughs> you have to have a refresher course. Sure. And that's what I find myself doing. And we were talking about the Big 12 yesterday. just dawned on me. Man, oh, man, I need to dig into something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who are the quarterbacks? Who's all left? The transfer portal, dot, dot, dot. There's so many changes. So we'll pick uh, our buddy Matt Poston's brain on uh, football in the uh, Big 12 coming up here at 1130. Trent's play of the day. Uh, sponsored by Circus Sports before we get out of here right before noon. Well, it feels like we had a monumental swing in, on the ice last night uh, as the Rangers. I swear to God, they're going to look back to Sunday afternoon when they were up 2 nothing midway through the uh, second period and seemed to be cruising when they took a stupid penalty, and that's what it was. Uh, lose 3-2, and last night they were not even, didn't belong on the ice with Tampa Bay last night, and the champs are back, and boy, oh boy. Uh, I'd be surprised looking at this game last night if if the Rangers are able to win another game because the veterans, the championship pedigree on full display last night. No doubt about it. So we'll see about that. Baseball last night, you took the free square. You were right. Trent, I spent most of the night watching that game. As did I. um, 5-4. I was into it. I was too. And then a home run that went 600 feet. It was unbelievable. Speaking of home runs, Polanco hits a home run Uh out to right field. Did you see who caught the ball? 
guy wearing a Morneau jersey. Oh, really? <laughs> and, of course, they had quite a laugh about that because uh-huh. Justin Morneau was uh, doing the color on the uh, on the uh, game last night. You know, he's starting to grow on me. Mm-hmm. It's, it certainly knows the game, for crying yeah, out yeah. loud. It's just his delivery. He's so dry. That's what it is, right? Yeah. And if you can get past that and, um, you know, he, again, he knows the X's and O's and mm-hmm. everything that goes on with uh, being a Major League Baseball player. He was a terrific player. So, uh, yeah, fun game, but the Yankees at the end were just too much. As they seemingly always are. Did you uh, see the numbers that I tweeted out yesterday? Well, I saw your series. tweet that you were looking desperately to try <laughs> yes. a place where you could uh, bet all three games as a sweep. Yeah, just get the sweep and get some plus money with right? the Yankees doing that. Wasn't able to find it, but yes, I will be back on the Yankees again today. Here it is uh, going into yesterday. Of course, we know the Twins' 18 straight playoff losses. 13 of them are to the Yankees. That's unreal. Since 2015, the Twins are now 10-30. and 10-30. Mm. and 30. A wow. 250 win percentage. Nobody in baseball is that bad. No. Since 2000. And these, and these weren't all great Yankee teams. Right. Absolutely. Since 2010, 22 and 60 after last night. And since 2000, the Twins are 47 and 117 against the New York Yankees. Well, they've got their number. Fair to say. The Twins have been a good team during yes, this time. It's true. We're, we're dating back to a time where this has not been, this is not the mid to late 90s Twins that were just god awful. These were, what? About half the teams were playoff teams during this run that we're talking about, yeah, dating back to 2000, probably. right in that range. And they have a win percentage worse than any Major League Baseball team that you see right now. Mm. Worst win percentage. And like you said, the Yankees are very good most years. Right. When you take on a team just a tick better than you in baseball, you should be, what, 42 43% win percentage? win four out of ten. Yeah. At minimum. At minimum. They're not even close. Right. Not even close. And. Wonder why, where the scar tissue comes from. It is that. It doesn't matter what you have. And there'll be somebody that'll miss a call. There'll be an umpire that misses a call. Be, stupid things happen in the games against the Yankees. And last night it wasn't stupid. They're just better. And they're better. Although team. the umpiring wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. I mean, the, the guys call him, especially the guy behind the plate. Mm-hmm. He, he, he stunk. And Inconsistent. It's a good point. And Baldelli got tossed, got his money's worth. Yep. Good to see. Trying to light a fire maybe under his guys. Uh, speaking of managers, Joe Madden walked the plank yesterday and it uh, didn't pay off last night as Boston beat him again. I think you took that free square last night, too. Um, I already got two plays before even looking at one number tonight. So you're going to take the Yankees? Mm-hmm. You're going to take whoever play in the Angels, which again, in this case, is the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Don't even have to look at the numbers. Uh, but Madden wants to manage, and I anticipate that he'll get another opportunity to do just that. I mean, mm-hmm. look what he's done. He was at the... Uh, at the helm of the Tampa Bay Rays, when you know they were they were laughing stock, and all of a sudden they got good before he leaves and turns it over to Kevin Cash, and they haven't missed a beat. But ends the Cubs' um, historical drought between World Series championships. He'll get another opportunity uh, to manage in the league. Trent, we started yesterday's show talking about Live Golf fifty four, Live mm-hmm. Golf, and wondered. Uh, yesterday was press conference day, etc., and they were some difficult questions and uh, not a lot of answers. But again, you're talking to golfers. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not killing them for that. I'm no. not. I mean, they're golfers. They don't want to. They want to play golf. Are, are they taking not dirty money? It's oil money. Mm. Um, are the Saudis the greatest group of God, dude? Probably not. Well, and where was this outcry? When Tiger and a bunch of other guys went over to play, what, what were they playing? That they had that golf tournament in Dubai. Was in it? Dubai, yeah, yeah. Dirty money, yeah. I think you could certainly make that mm-hmm. argument. Where was the outcry then? Was it just different because it was Tiger? 
And he was at the forefront of that, and, and nobody wanted to upset Tiger or say something. Well, was Khashoggi mur- murdered by then? Because that, that was, sure. thing, again, you and I are talking world events here, and we are so far over the tips of our skis. But having said that, Bryson DeChambeau, mm-hmm. Patrick Reed, and Ricky Fowler are, are the latest three uh, that are going to join this thing with the bottomless, seemingly bottomless pit of money that they are going to throw at this thing. Trent, I'm starting to wonder that this might be a viable competitor for the PGA Tour. Now, what does that mean? It, it probably means that, you know, when it's not a major, I know how you love to bet on golf mm-hmm. 52 weeks out of the year. I did. You would. Yes, I love it. I know you do. Um, but the feels likely won't be as deep. But my question is, when, when the guys that are on the PGA Tour, if there's some um, solution that comes that they the guys that play on the Live Tour are able to play some of the PGA Tour events because mm-hmm. they can play in the majors, um, what are the PGA fields going to look like here in the future? Because they are going to absolutely have to up the purse structure yep. uh, in order to keep these guys. Trent, Phil Mickelson apparently signed for $200 million at 51 years of age. How much more money realistically was he going to make on the course in the next $10 million? Maybe, right? right? Right. He's making $200 million to add his name to this. What was it, Gooch, that... Another one of the younger guys, I think he's in his late 20s maybe, that signed on to play at the Live Tour. And I think I heard he got $30 million. Him. A a guy. Just right. a guy on that, tour. That, that, that goes out, that puts the tee in the ground on Thursday and hopes for a top 10 finish. You see his name on the third page of the leaderboard right. every couple of weeks. It, that, that's what it is. Yeah. And this guy's getting $30 million? It's incredible. That, life-changing. So I get the criticism when it comes to the country that's getting, but it, at the same time. And there has to be things that the tour has to do better. There's a story leading into this year's Masters. A guy qualified very late. I think it was the tournament. He couldn't stay within an hour of Augusta. A, financially, he's a young guy in tour that doesn't have a whole lot of money mm-hmm. in comparison to the rest. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was there's nothing available. Right. So and if it was, it was so far out of his price range that he could yeah. not do it. So he had to stay an hour and 15 minutes away from Augusta in order to play in the Masters. That's a problem. And we hear these kind of things that happen all the time on the PGA Tour. These guys are independent contractors. They are working mm-hmm. out of their purses and whatever endorsements that they have. And you have a rough couple months, there's no money coming in. No, nope, you're right. There's And then now you got to figure out, all right, i got to pay my caddy still. Well, I do that entrant. Did, have, you seen the, have you seen the news how the Live Tour is treating the caddies? No, I pay, haven't. Paying all, all their expenses, everything. Nice. All their meals, all their travel, all their accommodation, uh, giving a little bit of a stipend. So you so, don't have to deal with a cheapskate no. like Matt Kuchar, who right. wins a tournament, and wins over a million dollars. And his caddy. Yeah. Instead of giving them the 10% that you do in a win, mm-hmm. which would be over $100,000 in life-changing money for that caddy, here's ten grand. That's what we agreed with yeah. at the top. No more of that cheapness. No, no, it's it's uh, they are going. There's robots in the press room, in the media room. I don't know, with floating around on wheels or whatever that they are, right? And they drive by all the media stations or grab something off of the, whether it be a sandwich or a water or anything. Robots in the media center. I mean, the media will be falling all over themselves to go cover one of them. And the thing is, there's, there's going to be. There's one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one at, uh, at Trump's golf course in New Jersey. What is it, Bedminster? I yeah, think. yep. Um, one in Portland, I saw. One, that, one out west. Yep. So, yep, there's going to be some that are across the pond, but there's going to be a bunch of them here on the mainland. But 
taking this a step further, and this is why we still have to see. You got to flip on your computer to watch it. For now. It's not on TV. Not yet. And I heard John Oran talk about the television part, who Sports Business Journal does an incredible job. By the way, did you read his piece yesterday on the Big Ten? Yeah. Billion. Speaking of flush with cash. Billion a year. Yeah. In the it's, it's bonkers. New rights and deal. the windows that we've been talking about. Uh, Oran backed them all up. Yep. Fox early, CBS middle of the day, NBC late, get some ESPN. But it sounds like in new deals that have been put together by the PGA, that the big partners, the NBC, CBS, even Fox wants to stay away from this tour because of Greg For Norman. now. For now. Right. But if we're two, three years into this and there's no television, what is it? Well, I, I hate to say it because I'm the last guy that wants this. Um, Amazon? Sure. Um, what, what Apple TV. Apple. And... Somebody will find a way to get this. But uh, do those people want to get in business with the Saudis? And that's, we're talking about, it's one thing where you're an individual. You're an independent contractor, like mm-hmm. I said, and you're taking this check. It's another for a huge corporate structure to say, are these the people we want to be involved with business-wise? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think makes it more difficult for these to become televised because of that aspect right there. Yeah, we, we televised the Olympics from Beijing, and that's not the nicest group. <laughs> that's true. Kind of different circumstances. Well, I get it, but, yeah. but still. Yeah. I mean, and that's Olympic structure, and they're going to put it wherever they put it, and that TV and deals that, Well, they're, they're going to pay to put it. I mean, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the World Cup, I mean, this, this is just complete money grabs. Yes. So... I think it's got a chance. It kind of is my kind of where I'm starting to come around to this thing that it's not going to be like the USFL and fold up shop uh, within a year or two um, because they've got they're, they're throwing so much money. I mean, Phil Mickelson, two hundred million dollars. They have the financial backing. That's what makes this mm-hmm. different. They don't have to. What have... was Kevin Nas? Uh, what, what did he? Because he was kind of first. Yeah. I wonder if he uh, if his number came in a little bit higher than it normally would have. Well, if Gooch got 30, you got to think Nah got 50? More than, yeah, more than 75? Gooch for sure. Pushing mm-hmm. 100? I think that's what I saw DJ. Was it over 100 125. Million? 125 mm-hmm. is what DJ got. Ricky Fowler, probably same boat. But think of the money here. And, and Ricky Fowler's not making cuts. Ricky Fowler, yeah. he, he the, the orange gear that he wears on Sunday, uh, that stays in the suitcase. Absolutely, <laughs> or even even uh, in, in the closet. He's not um, he's not getting that opportunity because he's usually done on Friday. They have to have a TV deal for uh-huh. this to work. That, mm-hmm. that that needs to be the first step. And I don't know if it's going to happen as quickly as some people see. Ultimately, this is going to lead to changes in the PGA Tour, right? And when that happens, when the structure changes and Purses become bigger, you know, travel becomes easier for these guys. Those kind of things happen. I don't see it lasting long term. You don't? Not in a big time level. Mm-hmm. Now, today when you throw DeChambeau and, and Patrick Reed into the mix and uh-huh. all of a sudden this is getting a lot deeper. Absolutely is. Just that announcement. And, and today. both of those guys well, uh, DeChambeau for sure and Dustin Johnson absolutely did. When this far started to, you know, trickle out there that there's going to be this other uh, opportunity, other option for the PGA players. They all denied it at first. Now, it, it, I kind of got out there that they were thinking very seriously of it, and then the PGA got them back, you know, in in line, if you will. And then, just when when the when the money was put in front of them, they blinked. And I don't blame them. This is huge money. Even if these guys are making huge money, it's um. It's the almighty dollar, right? It's tough to turn down. We'll see. 
Trent thinks it's what two, three years. You think? If you, I think it'll set, still be there. I just don't think it's the going to have big names. Yes. Will it kind of become the European tour? Pro- yes, I, that's probably a fair way to. Or put it. Or what's the the Nike tour? Well, they well, well that's they, young guys. Yeah. Well, they have to grab some kids from the uh, some guys from the Nike tour to fill out these fields. Well, here's something that'll be interesting. When the next young star comes in, a guy that is a great amateur golfer. Okay. And he's coming so up. So Tiger Wood, the next Tiger, if right. you will. I mean, you, Not the same level. But the but hype around. Like him. when J- Justin Thomas came up, you knew Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Right? DeChambeau. We knew mm-hmm. DeChambeau right away. When those guys are coming up and they're either f- finishing up collegiately or if they just make the jump right away. All right, I can go. Go to Q School. Mm-hmm. Got a couple events that I've been invited to on the PGA Tour. And it's going to take me a couple of years to grind it out. Or here is a guaranteed $150 million. What are you going to do? At 20 years old. That could be impactful. Oh, you think? And if those young stars all of a sudden, those what do you young think? Names, what do you think mom and dad are, t- are, are sitting down across the table and telling them, well, this take easy the money. This is an easy decision. And how many guys have flamed out? How many of those young stars that we thought Precisely. were on their way? Ricky Fowler. Oh, there's a great one. That obviously has not turned out to what we be. I, I think... That is something also to keep an eye on. That next star that's coming up, saying, how about that? I'm just going to go make my guaranteed $150 million at 21 years old. Uh, Trent, if there was, if you could buy stock, didn't somebody come out with that once that you could buy into a professional athlete? Well, didn't that, well, like five or... Zach Johnson did that. It was a bunch of the guys over at the Cedar Rapids right. golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that all put down, what, yeah, $10,000, $20,000 yeah, yeah. right. and mm-hmm. helped him go down yep. to Q School down in Florida and... And see if it worked. Right. But wasn't there an entity that... Um, it sounds vaguely I familiar. I think there yeah. was. Now, I don't know if it got off the ground. Yes. But, but you, you're, I would, I would have bought Ricky Fowler stock. When I, I, I absolutely would have. Yeah. Because I thought that this kid's going to be amongst the, young, the group of young guys mm-hmm. that are going to take off and you know, just be a part of it seemingly every week. Uh, Jeff wants to opine. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Guys, how are you? Good. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm confused, but Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, Kevin Na, Fowler, like, those guys aren't moving the needle. Like, even DJ being ranked, wherever DJ is in the national rank, 15. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he doesn't really move the needle. Right, but... Like, now, now again, uh, let me make my point again. Now, if you say Rory, JT, Jordan Spieth, yep. Rom... Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Now, if you grab one of those guys, sure, that's really going to move the needle. No, and, and here's and here's why I think that the, that the PGA Tour has to be uh, starting to get a little bit worried, because if those guys you just mentioned are going out every week and playing against each other, and yeah, it's a it's a notch above the the Live Tour, but they cash a they 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 win a tournament and they get what two million dollars, mm-hmm. and they're seeing these guys that aren't as good as them that are taking home ten times more money on a yearly basis than they are, aren't you tempted, Jeff? I'm tempted, but now again, and I think this is at a smaller level, but a lot of these, when you bring up these kids that are in high school or college, isn't golf more of a, I don't know, don't a lot of those families already have money? Now, I'm not saying they have $30 million money, Mm -hmm. but I mean, do a lot of these kids really need that money, or does prestige still matter? Mm -hmm. Winning a major, I still think those really good golfers, I still think they look up at Tiger, Rory, JT, Spieth, and they want to play and win at the highest level. Now, who knows? Maybe five years from now, they can still play majors and, 
and do on the live tour. But, you know, my, the biggest point, and you've touched on it, is anybody going to watch on Facebook or Amazon or or wherever? I mean, they got to cue in on that more than anything. Well, here's what here's what I appreciate the call, Jeff. Here, here's why you're going to watch. Um, and, and it's going to be difficult to watch in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know why you're going to watch? Why are you going to watch? It's a simple question I'm asking you. Well, betting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, if, you, if, if they put it up on the board, people are going to bet. And you're going to want to watch and see how your guy's doing. But I want to watch, and I just want to flip on my TV and do it. And I don't want to go to Facebook. And I don't want to go to LiveTour.com. I don't want to watch K-State and Iowa State on, the th- on a Tuesday night on my <laughs> iPad at 8 o'clock. From but Hill. you do it. But you do it. But that's also for our job. I mean, that's true. This is different. Am I going to really watch Patrick Reed against Kevin Na coming down to the wire? If you got him at 20 to 1 and, yeah. and he's got a two stroke lead on a Sunday, of course you are. I'll just check my account afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still struggling here. I think it's leading to change. I think change is going to happen. This is pushing what tour players have asked for for years, mm-hmm. decades on that front. But ultimately, I don't see it being long term. I, I think they're going to ultimately get the changes that they want. It'd still be there in some form and fashion, and there'll mm-hmm. still be guys that'll take the paycheck. But for the most part, I don't think this decimates the PGA Tour. Well, I want to see this time. Well, the U.S. Opens next week, mm-hmm. so this is not a fair week because nope. it's a major. So in three weeks, let's uh, let's revisit this, and we know that on the what's the day today, the eighth of June, mm-hmm. that um, DeChambeau and Patrick Reed have joined the tour. In the next couple of weeks, who? Uh, has joined, uh, has decided to follow suit. Who has seen the money, seen that it's legit, talked to their agents, um, talked to their financial advisor, and who's decided to join DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson uh, just because of the almighty dollar? We'll see. Uh, Brian uh, joins the program. Brian, welcome. What's on your mind, Brian? Yeah, I um, heard Dan Patrick talking about this very topic, and one of the things that he hit on, and when he said it, it 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 clicked something in my mind. This, you know, think about the the amount of money that the Saudis have. This isn't necessarily about turning a profit because they're with the amount of money they're putting into it, they're not going to turn a profit. It's about image sure. rehabilitation. Absolutely. It's about rehabilitating their image mm-hmm. and getting involved out in the world. Because what we're doing now, that we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not, any publicity is good, good publicity. Okay? That, and the second thing I'd like to throw out there is, um, I'm dating myself, but I remember when the AFL started and the, 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 the discussion was, well, this AFL uh, group cannot ever match the NFL. And that, that discussion kept on for a couple years until... You know who Broadway Joe mm-hmm. showed them sixty nine, and and at some point you you hit upon it. The guys that are still with the PGA are going to go. Hey, look at those guys. We're better than they are, but they're making more money than we are. Mm-hmm. PGA, you got to make up your mind. You got to either crap or get off the pot. Brian, one or the other. Brian, thanks for the gone. call. Valid I'll, point. I'll, I'll, Yep, appreciate it. Uh, John is next, and we'll get a break. We'll get Chris Andrews in here. Hi, John. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling. I've been around golf 
around the tour my whole life, and I've just uh, been away from it for a couple of years. But a couple of things to clarify the Masters, the guy that had to stay an hour and a half away, the Masters pays you to come. <laughs> you get $10,000 for showing up. So that's sort of a, the majors all pretty much you get paid to miss the cut. That's one thing the tour probably needs to look at is making sure some of these guys guarantees, you know, the guys, yeah, mm-hmm. they can, but, and, and the other thing, Ricky, Ricky Fowler, maybe making the jump or not, you know, he's made $45 million on the regular tour. Mm, so it's not like he hasn't done anything. He, you know, he's made a million dollars this year. And has he really, you know, that's why. You no, know, nine hundred eighty-one thousand. Jesus. So it's a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I think the tour's biggest thing right now is probably looking at at increasing the purses a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. how big do they need to be? I mean, if you want to compete with that, you might have to raise it a lot. But I think the biggest thing is is the missing cut, making sure guys aren't losing money. Out yeah, there. the guarantee. I, I think that I, I could see that happening. Look, they, it's going to force change, John, right? It's going yeah. to force change amongst the PGA, um, if, if nothing and else. The other thing that people don't ever think about is, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know the numbers exactly. I have a couple of friends that still play out there, but Tiger's got, I mean, they have a retirement plan out there. They do, too. I mean, which Tiger's is huge. Got 50, about $50 million in his retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Who does? So, Tiger does? You know, they've got Fifty yeah, million. They've got five hundred or six hundred players with over a million dollars in their retirement. Time. Yeah, their pension so, is incredible that they have on tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, John, I just wanted to point a couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. Thanks for listening and uh, thanks for uh, reaching out. Appreciate it, John. Call anytime. All right, we'll take a time out. That uh, the pension is that good on the. It's on the, amazing. That's great. I was reading a piece. Caddies too. Don't know. It was about the players that I, I read yeah. about in their pension. If you grind it out and make. A ten-year run, yeah, on tour and you're, you know, making half your cuts, and you're going to be set up incredibly well. Not just what you make. Mm-hmm. Let me just talked about Fowler there. He's made a million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. He stunk. Yes, for for him, he's been terrible. He's made a million dollars. It's June. We still got a couple more months left. But of the, golf the season, jealous too. factor, and it, it, it's human nature. I'm winning the. I, I'm I'm winning the uh, a PGA La- tour last event. week memorial, a great right. tournament, and I'm so much better than those stiffs that took the money across uh-huh. the pond. And they're making X amount times more than I am, and I'm way better than them. How long before you say enough's enough? Where do I sign up? Billy Horschel last week was great. He was incredible, and he took home. I don't remember what the price probably was. two million somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, one point eight, two point two. And then you see these guys dinking around at some track that's certainly not the Memorial, and he just made fifteen, twenty million dollars. You might say, hmm, it's not right. No. It's not. I will take a timeout. Chris Andrews, uh, off to Vegas we shall go. John Cannon on game number three. Man, it's been a long time since we've watched basketball. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? We both like it because it extends what we think is the worst month for sports talk locally, right? Mm-hmm. June. Um, but the time between games. i got to reacquaint myself with the roster. Yeah, who's still on it? <laughs> Everybody healthy? Uh, and then we will uh, talk to Matt Postens on the Big 12. I'm looking forward to that. I want to pick his brain on these Big 12 teams. Uh, Miller and Cons coming up on 1030. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Your place. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All 
right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Well, Chris, it's uh, Chris Trent. It's one of the uh, rights of, I don't know, June when yeah. the college football games of the year come out. Chris Andrews uh, from the South Point. Golden Nugget used to do it. Uh, now the South Point is out first, and they've got 99 games on the board, and Chris Andrews joins us. Chris Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Chris Andrews. How are you? Always a pleasure, guys. I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Before we get into some of these, uh, just tonight, game number three. It's been a long time since we've uh, seen it. We have to refresh our, our memories on the, what the rosters look like. Uh, but what have you seen so far uh, after game two, betting-wise? Who does the public, who, are the, uh, who, does, um, uh, or who are the Sharps starting to gravitate to? What have you seen so far, Chris? Well... You know, so far, I you know, I opened this game three and a half. I really I haven't moved it yet at all. Uh I did get a little bit of money on the Warriors on the money line. Uh I actually opened it a dollar sixty plus one forty. I'm down to fifty thirty on it. So the guys who do want the Warriors, and there's plenty of them out there, they were they're playing them on the money line, which I kinda understand. Um, you know, we've had a couple close games, but really not that many throughout the whole NBA playoffs. So it seems like if you like the dog, you might as well bet him on the money line. Get a little better return for your for your bet. That's kind and of total hasn't moved at all yet. That's where I'm looking to here, Chris. These these blowouts. Do you guys do the alternate spreads too? I know that's uh, become more and more in vogue. Where hey, you like Boston tonight? Well, heck, with laying three and a half, I'm going to lay seven and a half and get some plus money. Is that something you guys do at the South Point? Yeah, we have. Uh, oh God, I'm just trying to look. We have we have a couple alternate point spreads. We have uh, one for each team, you know, so you could, uh, you know, enhance your your return or, you know, ensure a better point spread for yourself, a better margin for yourself. You know, we give you the choice either way. So, yeah, we do that. Uh, you know, we have, you know, we have, oh, God, what do we got, about 20 props tonight, something like that. You know, so we give you a lot. There are a lot of different ways for you to uh, invest your money in tonight's game. So that's, uh, <laughs> and we just try to eat out a little bit of profit by the time the, the all the the paint's dry on the final score. Well, 99 games of the year posted last week at, at the South Point uh, and their properties throughout Nevada. So, Chris, how much more difficult is it for you to come up with this number? I mean, the transfer portal such a big thing now. Guys that, uh, you know, kick the tires but decide to come back. Just the, the, uh, the flux of the rosters when it comes to, um, you know, putting out a, a number that you guys feel comfortable with. Is it more difficult this year? Well, I, I used to call this a labor of love, and now I think you could drop the of love. I mean, it's definitely a labor, and it's hard. It's getting, you know, the la- last year I thought was hard. This year was way harder. Um, you know, we had big-name coaches moving around. You know, you know Lincoln Riley is the first name that comes up. You know, but uh, we had a lot of players moving around. Uh, you know, I have a couple of websites couple of Twitter feeds that I follow to uh, that are on top of the transfer portal. But, you know, in all honesty, I'm not that big on, like, you could – I'm sure you guys know rosters, certainly of, like, Iowa, much, much better than I do. So I, a lot of times I just see names. I don't know how good they are. I have to kind of look them up. But I'm looking for clusters that wind up in one location or another or have left one location or another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a couple other sources that I use to try to evaluate you know, these teams, uh, but I I found it really, really difficult last year and even more so this year. So it, it was tough, but I felt 
I kind of felt I wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, we've been doing it at the South Point. And, uh, you know, I did it. And, yeah, you know, I think it wound up okay. I, I don't want to say great, but I think it wound up okay. Well, you have a whole summer here to kind of even things out a little bit, move those point spreads. And one of the biggest movers was the most important game in our state, Iowa State. Yeah. You opened the Hawkeyes at Kinnick as a 13-point favorite. It's moved down to seven. Is that still where you're at, seven Hawkeyes favored? And and how surprised were you to see people lining up to bet the Cyclones at that number right away? You know, uh, Iowa is just a very, very different – and by the way, I am still at seven. Uh, Iowa's a very difficult team to power rate. They win a lot of games, but they don't win by much. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think they're going to be very, very good this year. And I also think Iowa State is going to be quite a bit down this year. Now, last year, Trent, you and I had these same conversations right about the same time yeah. of year. And I was very high on Iowa State. You know, they, they were kind of disappointing. Uh, I thought this was really a year, last year I'm talking about, that was really a year that they had a chance to make some serious advances in the national rankings, uh, you know, in the local rankings. And, you know, they, they were good. They just weren't as good as I thought they would be. Uh, now they've lost quite a bit. And, uh, you know, they lose a little bit of their mojo. I think they did. And I think they ha- they're going to have a tough now going into Iowa opening day, you know, the opening or the second week, I guess. You know, but for their first real big game, and I think it's going to be tough for them. And uh, I really liked Iowa, but uh, I got to tell you, Iowa was one of the teams that uh, the handicappers thought I overrated quite a mm. bit. So it's not just the Iowa State game where they bet uh, against Iowa. They bet against Iowa. Uh, I'm looking, I try to keep track of the units that they bet, and uh, Iowa was kind of like minus five units from uh uh, from from the handicappers out there, you know, all across the board, and a couple units certainly on the uh, Iowa Iowa State game. Well, for what it's worth, I, I I was closer to your number than it was to the number that it settled on when Trent and I were having this conversation over the uh, winter months. I thought it'd be nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So, uh, so we uh, we shall see. Who's another team or an, another school, Chris? That uh, uh, like Iowa. Uh, the the uh, the betters thought that maybe uh, you got not necessarily wrong, but certainly didn't uh, d- didn't agree with your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I had you know a couple times I've been wrong. There's no listen. If you're in this racket as long as I have, <laughs> there's times you're just dead wrong. But other times I said, well, let them play. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and I say that with the Iowa game. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. Uh, but another couple, you know, and I joke about this, and it's really not a joke because I overrate. I, I say it's an annual right of summer. I overrate Oklahoma. And I did it again, you know. And I know they lost Lincoln Riley, and they lost a bunch of players. But that's still a hell of a program. Uh, especially, I, I really put them up mostly against Big 12 opponents. And I still think they're going to dominate the Big 12. But I got bet quite a bit against Oklahoma. I said Iowa was minus 5 units. Oklahoma's minus 10 units. Mm. So they really bet against them quite a bit. Michigan State, who I think is another team that's always very hard to power rate, especially now they have a new regime. Uh, I was like minus eight units against uh, Michigan State. Uh, Notre Dame was minus nine units. You know, so, you know, all those teams, you know, like I said, the handicappers have a different opinion as to how they're going to do this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But I don't feel that bad. I mean, I feel my numbers were pretty good. And I don't just go through the solo. You know, Vinny Miolo helps me with the numbers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I do I do my share of research, 
And, uh, but that's what makes horse racing. You have one opinion and I have a different yep. one. And, you know, we're going to put up our money and see where, what happens. Chris, when you're going through this process, you're putting the games together, you make the announcement. Hey, we are going to release the games this year. It was on Friday. Tell us about just kind of the build up to it and people you know, professional betters. You know, I, I saw Paul Stone, he was quoting a couple of articles in the review journal out in Las Vegas, just knowing these guys are waiting. They're just waiting for that time. And, <laughs> and what it's like then when you, you post the numbers and you see that line forming there at the South Point. Well, it's like playing a big chess game. I've always said that, you know, and if you ever see some of those films of like, you know, whoever like a chess master is, maybe he's playing 50 guys, you know, usually like young people or something like that. And he goes through and he makes one move here. Then he makes another one. Well, those guys have all day, to, you know, while he makes the round. And in the end, usually he doesn't beat every single guy, that chess master. Say if there's 50 guys, maybe he beats 45 of them mm-hmm. and five of them beat him. It's kind of the same in the bookmaking racket. Uh, when you see guys, and Paul Stone's certainly one of the guys that I have tremendous amount of respect for. There's a couple other ones. You know, Paul lets his no- name be known. Some of the other ones I kind of keep to myself because I don't know if they want to be known or not. But I have a lot of respect for them. But I know overall, at the end of the year, the sportsbook's going to make its share of money. We, you know, It seems like we always do. Uh, but those guys I respect, and I'm friends with them, too. Like, there's, I think somebody posted a picture of me and Paul Stone. We're arm in arm, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're friends, you know, and uh, we don't talk about games like we don't talk about numbers before I allow him to make his bet. Now, afterwards, we'll talk about why did you think this? Why did you think that? So I, I can kind of pick his brain a little bit, and he picks mine. Uh, but, you know, I see those guys. Uh, listen, you tie up, you know, whether it's a thousand, two thousand dollars even $500, you're tying up your bankroll till September, October, November. You know, that's a guy that has a commitment, and he's done his homework, and I have to respect that. I'm, I mean, I know I'm doing mine, but he does his. Like I said, people have differences of opinions, and that's what makes uh, this racket what it is. Uh, I'm assuming it's uh, it's different from year to year, but when you put the sheets out and, and the numbers come start floating across, do you start seeing action right away? I mean, are, are, are some of the guys waiting for a particular number that they think that for what, like I'll say, well, I know Andrews, he's going to overrate the Oklahoma again. And I've, <laughs> uh, so did, so are, are they waiting? I mean, did they, did they step to the counter that quickly, Chris? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't release anything early to anybody, mm-hmm. but we put out the sheets like this year is exactly one thirty, And I think by one thirty one I was taking action, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah, some guys have a couple games. They probably have circled on their sheet as to who they want to bet on and see if I evaluated the teams the same way they did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, seriously, one thirty one I started getting action and then it didn't stop for like the first, didn't stop for the first hour, but I mean, I'm still right in action yesterday, you know, so I mean, guys come, come in and see what they like. And, you know, I got guys that made reservations at the South point to come in and bet the games. And, uh, you know, listen, that's, uh, that's what we do here. That's part of the game. You've been doing this for a long time, decades and decades and decades. Sorry, <laughs> Thanks, Trent. Uh, sorry about that. But, you know, <laughs> how different college football is now with the transfer market. We got NIL and, you're putting no numbers. This is this is a bettable market here. This is this is real stuff we're talking about. How much more difficult is it coming up with these spreads when you just don't know? Yeah, I know you're high on Tennessee this year, but they brought yeah, in about yeah. Ole Miss. They brought in what yeah. 15 high impact transfers. A team like Nebraska that's done the same kind of thing yeah, and still is. How how much more difficult is this for you trying to find it and, and trying to get information out on these teams? 
Well, when I really started making power ratings, I want to say probably about 1982-ish, something like that. So long time. What's that, 40 years? 40 years. <laughs> I mean, back in those days, I mean, you got a guy, you know, very almost, I mean, back then it was about 100% unless a guy flunked out of school. You know, a guy was going to play four years. Yeah. You know, got to see him develop. Even, you know, names like Peyton Manning. You know, we got to be, you know, we saw him as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And, you know, the team around them. So you got to see what was going on from one year to the next. And then when Herschel Walker signed with the USFL, I'm going to say that was 83. But that kind of opened the gates. And there's some legalities, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you get some guys that maybe redshirted a year, became eligible. And so it started changing, but it's really accelerated, uh, you know, almost exponentially in the last couple of years. It's really just become way, way more different, difficult. Uh, a lot of very few top-notch players stay through their senior year. I, I mean, almost none. Uh, the NAIL might change that right now. I mean, I was looking at the one guy from USC. I forget his name. But some guys are saying, you know, if he's like a second or third-round draft choice, he's going to make less money in the pros than he did this year at USC. Yeah. That might keep some guys around. So right now, I, you know, and there's always the unintended consequences uh, that people don't always foresee. And, uh, you know, that might be one of them for the NIL. I'm not crazy about the NIL. I'm not crazy about a lot of the stuff that's going on in college football or in college sports. But if that keeps guys around for three and four years, then I'm going to say, you know what? That's pretty cool. Yep. I'd like to see that because I love the game. And, you know, I, I'm a lot older than you guys, but I remember, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day, let's go college basketball, you had you know, Lou Elsindor, you know, he was playing, you know, till, through his senior season at UCLA. You kind of knew what you were getting. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, go back. I mean, God, I'm going to date myself really bad here. But like Steve Wooster at uh, Texas and, you know, guys like that, you know, you kind of knew what was coming every year. Now it's really, you know, some of the top teams, like I joked about Ohio, it, 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 you know, five years ago, my top two teams were Ohio State and Alabama. Five years from now, they're probably going <laughs> to yeah. be Ohio State and Alabama. But in between, there's a whole bunch that's changed. And um, I'd love to see a little more consistency, although I love the, the opportunity of teams to, to, to rise in the rankings, you know, like, like we thought Iowa state was going to do last mm-hmm. year, but you know, I think that opportunity is there and, and I hope certain teams capitalize on it. I think they will. Chris, last thing, uh, live golf has been a big talker here, uh, oh. all, all across the country. So when will, when will you guys, the South point, when will Vegas, when will you, because I I'm convinced that I mean, if you've got to bet on it, you're going to go out of your way to try and find it. And there's no television yeah. as of yet, but when do you think that you'll start putting, Putting up, uh, uh, you know, um, numbers uh, on live golf. Well, I think it's right around the corner. Um, I, you know, we're still like in the early developmental stages of it. And we'll have to see how it plays out, but I think it's going to start playing out pretty quick. Yep. And you know, we'll we'll have some numbers as you know, because there's going to be an appetite for people to bet on it. Yep. And you know, we're like any other business in the world. It's supply and demand. And right now, if the demand's there, well, we're going to do our best to supply it. So I, I think you'll see it quick. But, I, you know, I, I can't be any more firm than that because I, I really, I honestly don't know. Chris, we'll see you on TV in 90 minutes. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. And we'll uh, talk to you in, uh, like in an hour and a half. <laughs> Thank you, Chris right, Andrews. Let me go. Let- 
let me go pretty myself up. See you guys soon. Yeah, Bye. good to talk to you. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Uh, again, it's a hidden, it's a hidden gem. Get, uh, if you if you love to bet sports, you love to bet horses. Great restaurants. There's a great deli in this in the uh, in the race book. They actually have a buffet, something that's a rarity anymore. In they Vegas, they, I remember walking by and it was packed too. Yes, walked by it. I think there's one of the nights they have like a prime rib part of it. I've been, I think I've eaten there three or four times. Have you? It, yeah, you get your money's worth. Definitely, it's right. something that buffets. That's something that's gone away. I mean, that, that used to be kind of the running gag about oh, Vegas, for right? Sure. You go out there and you hit the buffet, and not the case the, anymore. The breakfast at Paris was our go-to. Okay, I, I was never a night a dinner buffet guy, but breakfast. At, I mean, you eat there in the morning at night. You don't need to eat for the rest of the day. Fill yourself up. Oh, the French pastries and everything was really good. Forty anyway. pieces of bacon. Of course. Uh, it's 10 to 11. We will take our time out. Come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Con. great stuff out of Chris Andrews. Really enjoy our visits with Chris. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. All right, hour number one, final couple of minutes. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. So you and I are headed to Vegas. Yes. Uh, if uh, some of our listeners would like to join us out there, Circa is giving us an opportunity to uh, give you guys a bit of a break when it comes to your room. So the give me the dates, TC. So we will be out there the weekend of August 11th, 12th, that weekend. Go out. I leave Thursday. He'll, I leave Tuesday. Yeah, he'll get out there a little earlier. But that weekend is kind of our big weekend. We'll do our Friday show from the VEASAN studios inside of Circa. We'll do that. Going to have a little meet and greet afterwards. Going to have a couple of the Circa people around, and we'll talk to with them afterwards. If you want to get signed up for the football contest, we'll have help there. Also, of course, you need a proxy, how to do that. Some people will be able to fill you in with information. So that will be happening on that Friday. And then Saturday is the big day. As well, the cabana at Stadium Swim. Now, you're going to be getting on a bird and heading back to Iowa. I'm going to be partying all day, so stop on out. We'll have the cabana from 8 a.m. till I think, 4 p.m. As we'll have that, we'll give you some more information when we know exactly where it is. But stop out. But you can use the room rate, 20% off room at Circa, the 7th through the 17th. Again, we'll be the weekend of the 11th, 12th, 13th is when we'll be there officially. But you can use the rate MC20 and... Get 20% off your room at Circa. Also at the D that week. And if you stay at the D, you still get in stadium swimming, right. no cost. But Circa is spectacular. It is. I've never stayed at the D. The D is a fine hotel. The uh, Circa is uh, it's a whole different level. It really is. And you'll be on Fremont Street. And if you're a strip snob like I was forever, <laughs> I don't want to go to Fremont Street. It's so much fun. It really is a blast. So uh, MC20. MC20 from the 7th through the 17th. When you book your room at Circa, uh, you'll ask you for your the promo code MC20. Put it in. You'll get 20% off of your room. Hour 2 coming up. Uh, John Cannon, Golden State, Boston, Game 3. Boston, a 3.5-point favorite. Matt Postens on the Big 12 at 11.30. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.